the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. John says, you have the Holy Spirit. Every believer, when you believe on Jesus Christ and you're born again, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you. You're sealed by the Holy Spirit. And you now have the Holy Spirit in you as a believer. And Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will guide us into the truth. And the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. How do you know if you're listening to a false teacher? The Holy Spirit warns and protects you from false teachers. In the scriptures, John says when a person is seduced by the spirit of Antichrist, they don't remain in fellowship. They forget the church and the importance of gathering together with other believers. Pastor Dan points out in today's message, if you aren't sure if you are being misled by a false teacher, look to the scriptures and compare what they are teaching to what it says in the Bible. And now, open your Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 2 as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. John chapter 2, little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest, that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Therefore, let that, that truth, abide in you, which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He has promised us, eternal life. These things... I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears... 
we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. In this section of 1 John, John is, is warning us about spiritual deception, spiritual falsehood. And that's been a common theme throughout uh, this letter. And what John does here is he, he warns us about spiritual deception uh, by reminding us of the things that we already know. He's not teaching us anything new here. If you look at verse 21, in verse 21 he says, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it. You know, so he's just reminding us of the truths about God and about the word that we, we already know. And he begins in verse 18 by reminding us that it is the last hour. Look at verse 18. Little children, it is the last hour. Meaning it is the last hour of human history. Uh, that human history is, is at its end. It's at the last hour before Jesus Christ comes again to establish his kingdom on earth. Now, why does John remind us of that? Why does John remind us that it's the last hour? He reminds us that it's the last hour because that helps us to understand things. That helps us to understand the world that we're living in. That helps us to understand the things that are happening in the world that we live in. That helps us to understand Charlottesville. That helps us to understand uh, hatred. That helps us to understand anti-Semitism that is on the rise in the world. That helps us to understand terrorism. It, it helps us to understand all the problems that are going on in, in the world. It's the last hour. And Jesus said that in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. He said that in the last days, nation will rise against nation. The word he uses, there's the Greek word ethnos, meaning ethnic, ethnic groups. In the last days, Jesus said ethnic groups will rise up against ethnic groups. Jesus described instability in the world in the last days, economic instability, political instability. Jesus described the last days and the problems that the world will face in the last days, he described them as labor pains or contractions. And if, if you're familiar with labor pains, you know they grow in intensity and frequency. The closer you get to delivery. They, they have a wonderful result. They produce a wonderful thing, contractions. But they're intense and they're painful as a woman goes through them. And and the world experiences labor pains in the last days with greater intensity and greater frequency as we go along. For you and I remember a day where, where you rarely heard about a terrorist attack. And now you have them just these labor pains with, with great intensity, great frequency. The Apostle Paul said in the last days, perilous times will come upon the earth, the whole world will be in crisis in the last days, much like it is today, much like it is today. And so it's good to be reminded that we're living in the last hour. And that's why the world is as it is. That's why there are things happening in the world today. Uh, and that, that's why things seem to be getting worse and not getting better. Or as the saying goes, things aren't falling apart, they're falling into place. According to Scripture, 
So John reminds us, hey, it's the last hour. The things that you're seeing going on, they're happening because it's the last hour. And then he also reminds us in verse 18 that the Antichrist is coming. The Antichrist is coming. Who, who is the Antichrist? Maybe you've heard that term. Uh, John is the only writer in the Bible that uses that term Antichrist. Uh, other, other writers in the Bible use other titles for him. The man of sin, the man of lawlessness. Uh, Revelation, he's called the beast. Uh, not, not because of his physical appearance. He doesn't look like, you know, a beast. Uh, but because of his behavior. His behavior is, is beastly. It's beast-like. So who is the Antichrist? You know, when we hear that term, I think sometimes we, we maybe picture in our mind, you know, a, a man with, with, you know, jet black hair slicked back and he's got a black suit on and red glowing eyes and smoke kind of fills the room when he comes in. And when he walks in, the band doesn't play Hail to the Chief. They play the Darth Vader theme song. Well, the Bible paints quite a different picture of the Antichrist. The Bible tells us that this, this person, this man that is referred to as the Antichrist, that he will be a world leader that will come on the scene in the midst of all the chaos in the last days, and he will seemingly fix all the problems that the world is facing. He'll fix every, everything that's happening. He'll, he'll bring people together. Think about how divided the world is right now. Think about how divided our own nation is right now. And here you'll have this world leader who comes on the scene and he has the ability to bring all the people of the world together and bring peace into the world. He'll create economic prosperity. And, and this man, this Antichrist, he will actually take the place of Christ in the minds of many people. Uh, in other words, people will view him as the savior of the world. Because he fixes everything that's wrong with the world. And some people, the Bible tells us, will even worship him. And, and it's not hard for us to imagine that. It's not hard for us to imagine uh, if someone came on the scene who could bring our nation together and create economic prosperity and bring an end to terrorism. That people would worship that person and praise that person. And that's the picture that the, the Bible paints of the Antichrist. It describes the Antichrist as a, as a political genius and an economic genius and a military genius and, a, and a, a, a diplomatic genius, a person who's very charismatic. But he will also be against Christ. He's, he's anti-Christ. He, he's worshipped instead of Christ, but he's also against Christ. And he's against the people of God. And he's against the Bible. And under the Antichrist, the people of God will be marginalized, they'll be persecuted, Christianity will be marginalized, the Bible will be marginalized. Again, it's not hard to imagine that happening because it's beginning to happen. We see it already happening to a smaller degree in the world. Now, Dwight Pentecost said, Satan is seeking to give the world a ruler in place of Christ, who will be in opposition to Christ, so he can rule the world instead of Christ. In effect, the Antichrist will be a fake Christ, a fake Messiah, a fake Savior that, that deceives the world when he comes on the scene. 
Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Here John reminds us uh, that the Antichrist is coming. Now let let me just say uh, to those of you that are believers in Jesus Christ, uh, God is going to take the church out of the world before the Antichrist is revealed. We're going to be raptured out of here uh, before the Antichrist. Yes, you can applaud that. Yeah. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, I'll just, I'll just read it to you. Um, uh, Do you not remember when I was still with you, I told you these things, and now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work in the world. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. And so here it tells us that that there is... There is a a restrainer in the world that is restraining the lawless one from being revealed and from coming forth. That restrainer is the Holy Spirit working in the church in the world. Having believers in the world, it has has a restraint on the world. The world that we live in right now, as, as, as evil as it is, this is a restrained world that we're living in. But it says that 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 restrainer will be removed and taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed. And then it says, the Lord will consume him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him with the brightness of his coming at the end of the tribulation period. And so when the Antichrist comes on the scene, we're not going to be here. We're going to be with the Lord in glory. But when he comes on the scene and he's able to rule over all the earth, it's going to look as if all hope is lost. But then we're told that Jesus Christ will come and destroy the Antichrist with the brightness of his coming. That's not the end of the story. The end of the story is Christ's return. And so John reminds us here, hey, the the Antichrist is coming. And and that means the, the world will become pretty unstable before the Antichrist comes. Then John says in verse 18, and even now, many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. Now, look over in chapter 4. You may not even have to turn the page. Chapter 4, verse 3. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. 
Uh, John tells us the spirit of Antichrist is already at work in the world. We see that in the world. Now, here in chapter 2 in the, in the text, when he talks about these many Antichrists that have come, he's referring to false teachers who actually oppose Jesus Christ with their doctrine or with their teaching. These are people that, that profess Christ, that profess to be Christians. They're, they're, they're Christian. They claim to be Christian pastors or teachers or priests or preachers, yet they deny Christ. They deny him with what they teach. Uh, maybe they deny the deity of Jesus Christ. They deny that Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. Great is the mystery of godliness, that God was manifested in the flesh and dwelt among us. They deny his deity. Or maybe they deny that Jesus Christ uh, is, is the only Savior of man, that he's the only way to heaven. Or maybe they deny the atoning death of Jesus Christ on the cross for our sins. Or maybe they deny the miracles. They explain away the miraculous. I've heard that before. Or maybe they reject the inerrancy of Scripture, the inspiration of Scripture. And what, what these false teachers do in the name of Christ, what they do is they make Jesus out to be less than he's declared to be in the Gospels. And John says, that's, that's the spirit of Antichrist. That's the spirit of Antichrist at work in the church. Look at verse 19. Look at verse 19. He describes these false teachers, these antichrists, lowercase a. He says, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of, were of us. He says these, these false teachers, these antichrists, lowercase a, he says, they started out with us, and then they went out from us. They didn't remain in fellowship with us. They left the church. They broke off from us. Now, look over in chapter 3, verse 14. He says in verse 14, We know that we have passed from death to life because... We love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. He says here, we know that we've passed from death to life. We know that we're born again because we love the brethren. We love the body of Christ. We love now being around other believers. Before you were born again, you probably didn't like being around Christians so much. But once you're born again, now you have a love for the brethren. Now you, you like being around other believers. Isn't that true? Now that you're a Christian, don't you love the body of Christ? Maybe it's just me, right? Do you guys love the body of Christ? Yeah. You like, you like being around other believers. You love being in, in fellowship with other believers. But John says back in chapter 2, he, he tells us that, that when, a, when a person is seduced by the spirit of Antichrist, they don't remain in fellowship. And that's one way that you can recognize them. The person who is, who is seduced by the spirit of Antichrist says, forget the church. I don't need the church. 
or uh, I've had, I had somebody this past week say, I don't believe in organized religion. Or I'd say, hey, come to our church, we're real disorganized. <laughs> you know. But they'll say, uh, I, can, I can fellowship with Jesus Christ by myself in, the, in my living room. I don't, need, I don't believe in churches. I used to go to a church. It's usually a story. That's usually the way it goes. I used to go to a church. But I don't do it anymore. I don't believe in that stuff. I had a woman one time. I was at Columbia Mall. We used to do a men's Bible study at Columbia Mall. I was coming through the parking lot. And she saw my Bible and struck up a conversation with me. And she tried to tell me that the Lord had told her that she needed to leave the church and that she was to be like an Old Testament prophet, like Elijah, by the brook and be alone because the entire church is apostate. And the Lord led her out of the church. The Lord didn't lead her out of the church. The spirit of Antichrist deceived her and led her out of the church. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says, Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We need fellowship. We need, we need each other so much the more. Because we're living in the last hour. So verse 19, he, he says here, they went out from us. That's how we knew they, they really weren't believers. They really weren't part of us. Because they didn't continue in fellowship with other believers. They, they quit. If they were true believers, they desire fellowship. Now he says in verse 20, here he is, he's warning us about being deceived by false teachers. And then he says in verse 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. John says, you have the Holy Spirit. Every believer, when you believe on Jesus Christ and you're born again, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you. You're sealed by the Holy Spirit and you now have the Holy Spirit in you. As a believer. And Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will guide us into the truth. And the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. And the Holy Spirit will protect us from a false teacher. If, if you've ever heard a false teacher, maybe you didn't realize it was a false teacher and you started listening to them and there was something, just something about what they said that just didn't ring true with you. And it just, there was this thing in your heart that, man, that just doesn't sound right to me. That's the Holy Spirit. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. If you missed any part of today's message or would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings from 1 John, you can do so right now at calvaryec.com. Just click on Media. In fact, there's an entire library of Pastor Dan's messages that you're welcome to listen to and even share with friends and family. Would you do us a favor? Would you join us in praying for the ministry of Ring of Truth? Please pray for Pastor Dan and everyone involved in this program that we would continue to listen and respond to what our Heavenly Father has to say. Pray, too, for your brothers and sisters in Christ listening along with you that they would be protected from the enemy and that the truth and blessing of Scripture would fuel their passion for following the Lord. Thank you for taking the time to pray. 
Our time with you is at an end for today. We'd like to encourage you not to shut your Bible just yet. Continue reading in the book of 1 John or take some time to explore any of the other 65 books in God's Word. Each one reveals new aspects of your relationship with your Creator and will open your eyes to His purpose and plans for this world and for you. We pray you are blessed richly as you continue an extended time of learning from Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today and join us next time for another edition of Ring of Truth. Good night.